You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Nationals podcast today, brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com today for the best prices on parts for your car or truck. On today's show, we take a look at the Nationals' upcoming series with the Cincinnati Reds. We break down the matchup, the pitching, what the Nationals need to do to build off that sweep. We also take a look ahead at what the Nationals have coming up here, 13 games in 13 days Six at home, seven on the road, the last seven against divisional opponents. So we'll take a look at all that on today's show. Hope you all enjoy. All right, so there is some good news and there is some bad news. Bad news is the Washington Capitals have been knocked out of the playoffs. Also bad news is that my uh, I'm still waiting on my new cord for my mic, so the quality dips a little bit today. That is why. Should have a new cord uh, by tomorrow, hopefully. And then uh, the good news, though, is the Nationals have won three straight games and four of their last five, and they're back in action today. So that is something to look forward to. Now, I think we have to start with not just kind of the series, but really a look of where things stand right now. Because as the Nationals head into the series, they sit at 20 and 23. But that is just two games out of first place in the National League East. So the New York Mets are 21-20. and 20. Obviously, their, uh, their issues are well-documented right now. They're just very injured, and they're playing basically a triple-A team, plus a couple parts right now. The Marlins are 23-24. and 24. They've won three straight games. The Braves are also 23-24. and 24. They've won three straight games. And the Phillies are 23-25. and 25. They are 3-7 and seven in their last 10 and the Nats are 20 and 23. So Braves and Marlins are both a game back. The Phils are a game and a half back. And then the Nationals are just two games back right now. So, you know, as, as tough as things have been, uh, they're right in the thick of things right now. Their opponent, the Cardinals, are, excuse me, the, the Reds are 20 and 25. They've lost uh, back-to-back games. They are 3 and 7 in their last 10. They are 9 and 12 on the road. Obviously, that's relevant because this series is at Nationals Park. Take a look at what we're going to see in this series in terms of a pitching matchup. First of all, get you guys the schedule here. Scheduling for this series is going to be three games at 7.05. So that's your start time for all three of these contests, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7.05, 7.05, and 7.05. Your pitching matchups tonight, the Nationals have Max Scherzer going on the bump for them. So obviously they're very uh, – you're very excited, you know, whenever you get a Max Scherzer day against – Tyler Malley, who is, uh, I believe it's Malley or Malley, I forget, but 26-year-old. So the righty will take a, take on the former Cy Young winner and Max Scherzer. Then Joe Ross faces off against Jeff Hoffman. So there's a matchup uh, between a couple right-handers there as well. Jeff Hoffman, 28-year-old, who's been solid so far this year for the Reds. And then you line it up in the final game. It is going to be Steven Strasburg against Sonny Gray. So that's a good pitching matchup there to end the series. Gray is 0-3 but he's got a 3.96 ERA, so obviously uh, the 31-year-old not getting a whole lot of support because he's pitched pretty uh, pretty decently so far. Big storylines heading into this series. you got to think about how hot the Nats' bats are, right? The Nats have been uh, hitting pretty well at least the last few games. Uh, Trey Turner 
hitting 324 in the season. Starling Castro hitting 267. Josh uh, Josh Harrison obviously at 307. Kyle Schwarber has really been heating up and take a look at his recent production at least. Kyle Schwarber has been on quite a tear, uh, and this month has been really good to him as well. You take a look at the numbers, the month of May. I mean, I, I know he was struggling somewhat in the beginning, but for the whole month of May, he's hitting 257 with a 389 on base and a 554 slugging percentage with a 943 OPS. He has driven in 17 runs, uh, walked 13 times. He has struck out 24 times, so obviously you know, the strikeout numbers are still an issue for him. But um, yeah, and also he's hit six home runs in the month as well. So the power is there in, in a meaningful way. You know, he only had two home runs, and I know he didn't get to play the entire month of April, but still he got to play a good amount. And uh, in those, you know, in the 63 ABs that he had in April, he only hit two home runs. Now, flip it forward, you know, in the month of May, 74 ABs, he's hit six home runs. So obviously uh, the totals are up there. Only five runs driven in last uh, last month, 17 this month. And he hit 206 last month, once again, compared to 257. And, uh, you know, last four games as well. You know, he's on a four-game hitting streak right now uh, coming into this series. So he's, he's swinging a pretty hot bat right now. And I think he's gaining confidence. That's important uh, for the Nationals, you know, having him in the middle of the order. He and Josh Bell have really been keys as of late to the Nationals' most recent success. And we always knew that those two guys would be. Josh Bell is now hitting over 200, which is good to see. It's been a uh, point of contention so far this season for Josh Bell. Obviously, he's had difficulty with the bat he and Schwarber have, especially after their uh, COVID pauses. But now, you know, in the month of May for him, Josh Bell's hitting 277 this month. And especially as of late, you know, in the last uh, four games, Josh Bell has a total of six hits. So, you know, he had that three for five game against Baltimore to open things up. He pinch hit the next game. And then he went two for four with an RBI in the win on Sunday. So Josh Bell beginning to swing a bit of a hotter bat this month. He's hitting 277, 319 on base, 477 slugging percentage with a 796 OPS. And he's driven in 13 runs, uh, walked four times, 18 strikeouts. Once again, still an issue for him and Schwarber, but the, the a little bit of individual pop as well. Three home runs uh, and trying to get him going a bit more. So three home runs and 65 at-bats, obviously looking for that to increase. But as of late, I don't think you complain, you know, can't complain too much about the way Josh Bell has been hitting. So they're going to need him uh, in this series. And I believe that they're facing off against three righties. So with that in mind, you know, going up against the three right-handed guys, you expect to see a good amount of Josh Bell. I expect him to start two of these three games when you factor in the right-handed pitching. Uh, Maley is, is a righty. You know, obviously, Sonny Gray is a righty, and Tyler Hoffman is a righty. So I'm expecting Jeff Hoffman, rather, is a righty. So I'm expecting to see Josh Bell at least in two of three. And hey, who knows if he's if he's doing pretty well? You know, and you want to throw him out there against Sonny Gray on uh, on Thursday? Go ahead and do it. Now I don't know if Zerman might have some advantage against Gray. I, I don't know about that specifically, but uh, you know, they might throw him out there for that reason. Also, it's good to keep Zim there. Um, but once again, I mean, having Zim on the bench as a bench bat is always, it's one of the most, it's one of the best luxuries the Nationals have at this point. Uh, and I think, you know, you have to take that into account as they move forward. You know, having having him uh, in that position is, is awfully nice. Yeah, so, I mean, Juan, I also think Juan Soto is beginning to hit a bit better. If you look at his, not just numbers, but it feels like he's beginning to, 
uh, come back to the Juan Soto we know. It felt like coming back from the injury, he really took some time to get himself uh, back right. And I know he didn't have a great game on Sunday, but hitting 282 this year and the month of May, 269, you know, it's been rough for him. He's hit 300 in the month of April. And he had that really kind of lean stretch there from the beginning of the month into part of the middle of the month. You know, the first 10 days, it was kind of tough for him. Uh, but this weekend series, he did a great job. He was two for five, uh, excuse me, two for four, and then uh, two for four again before he had that over five days. Sunday, yeah, once again, not his best performance for a Juan Soto. But, yeah, the, the production for him is there. They just got to kind of match it up with he and Turner, right? The key is that for those two guys to hit well at the same time. Power numbers a bit down, only four home runs this year at 117 ABs, but still he's been able to generate some offense. Uh, but the walk numbers are just so high. He's, he's facing a lot of, uh, you know, he's getting walked a lot. Teams are trying to pitch around him. He's been patient so far this season. And the strikeout numbers, too, only 15 and 117 at-bats. It's positive as well. He's, he's had some bad at-bats. Not not saying he's, you know, uh, he's absolved of any criticism. But I think he's beginning to come around a little bit. And, look, he and Trey, you know, if they can hold up their end of the bargain – you know, Josh Bell and uh, Kyle Schwarber start coming around, that's when you're going to see some real results for the Nationals. When those two guys can really drive in the guys at the top of the order doing well, and then they can round it out, you know, with guys towards the back. When you think about Josh Harrison and Starlin Castro, depending on what they put Josh Harrison, but so you think about Josh Harrison and Starlin Castro, uh, you know, Jan Gomes, some situations. Hopefully they can get Victor Robles back as well. And so that is – um, that's really where the focus is right now is getting everybody on the offense on the same page, continuing to be on the same page on the offensive side of things. Uh, that's kind of where I think a lot of focus goes right now for the Nationals is continuing the success they had this weekend. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll discuss the pitching and kind of what needs to improve for the Nationals moving forward if they're able to su- sustain some success. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by our friends at Wellfront. You guys know all the jokes going around right now, the stonks, the memes, the rocket ships, the crypto, all those kind of things are flying around right now. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and actually make it to the moon, you should open up a Wellfront investment account today. Decades of data shows that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders actually beat the market. The odds are not in your favor, especially when you're doing it alone. Team up with Wellfront instead. Investing can be complicated, whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wellfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wellfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 Managed for free by going to wellfront.com backslash locked on MLB. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wellfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wellfront.com backslash locked on MLB. That's wellfront.com backslash MLB or just slash MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wellfront.com slash locked on MLB and get started today. Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is an online auto parts store serving customers for nearly 20 years. The best uh, part about rockauto.com, y'all, is that their prices are always reliably low and they're the same for pros as they are for do-it-yourselfers. You know, people, common folks 
uh, like me, they give us the same prices they give guys who are, you know, the pro mechanics. So that's always something you want in an auto parts shop. They've got hundreds of manufacturers, thousands of parts from those hundreds of manufacturers. And you go to rockauto.com right now, you can see all those parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. That way they know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. Yeah, kind of spinning it forward now towards the pitching. The Nationals, in terms of starting pitching, it's been a little more difficult for them, I'd say, uh, in the last couple starts. Now, the weekend, of course, they did, and they did end up winning all three games, but no starter made it into the sixth inning. We know that Dave Martinez has expressed some reservations about how long starting pitching is going, and uh, not reservations about the starters themselves, but the bullpen usage because the starters aren't making it deep enough into the ball games. So the Nationals need to be cognizant of that moving forward. You know, we talked about it on the show the other day uh, following the sweep that the Nats, they use Brad Hand and Daniel Hudson a whole lot. And the, the joke about the Wander Suero counter, right? I mean, they've used those guys a lot. And that's why you're seeing, you know, I think that's why you've seen some injuries. I don't know if that's the reason why for all of them, but I mean, Will Harris obviously is dealing with that hand inflammation right now. Uh, Wander Suero is in the IL. Luis Avilan is done for the season. So they're in a spot where they're, you know, they've got a lot, a majority of those guys back, right? They're, they're, uh, Tanner Rainey is out right now. Will Harris is out as well. But still, they've got Wander Suero, Kyle Finnegan, Daniel Hudson, Austin Voth, Sam Clay, um, you know, and, and obviously Brad Hand at the back end. So they've got all those guys still there. So they have to balance that more. I think they've got a great opportunity this weekend or this week, rather, with the guys they've got on the hill to get to get some more extension, right, to get more out of these guys, uh, especially, you know, Scherzer on the mound after some rest, going into a stretch of 13 straight games. You feel like, you know, hopefully you can extend him. He threw 85 pitches last uh, two times out ago, and then 100 pitches his last time out has not made it through more than five in those last couple starts. So hopefully they can get some more extension out of Max Scherzer uh, in, in tonight's start, and then Obviously, you think that they're bringing Steven Strasburg along a little bit. So when you think about that, you think maybe that's a guy where you think you're thinking Penn a bit earlier. And then Joe Ross, usually not a guy who makes it deep. So there, they might be in a situation, you know, where they're gonna have to rely on that pen and uh, a little bit early on. But they don't want to. They need to get some extension out of their starters. Once again, when you're thinking about 13 games and 13 days coming up for the Nats, you need the you need the starting pitching to be there. And for Joe Ross. You know, this month he has not made it uh, into the sixth. Uh, five and a third, five innings, four innings, and three and two-thirds. It's been a rough month for him. The 70 ERA uh, this month, I and mean, after that really good start he got off to. And so Joe Ross is kind of looking to calm things down. He has not pitched a game in which the Nationals have won since April 24th. So basically it's been over a calendar month. Uh, so I think they need to get on the right side of the ledger right now when he pitches just for some confidence for the Nats in him and himself when he's out there on the bump. So I, I think Joe Ross's start is one that I'm looking at. And obviously, we've got our eyes on Steven Strasburg, right? You always are thinking about Steven Strasburg, uh, you know, whenever he pitches coming off the injury right now. Can he continue to build off what he did in his last start? You know, it wasn't uh, pristine, uh, you know, pristine Steven Strasburg in the last start, but it was very solid. It was winning pitching. It was good enough to get the Nats a dub, and he's slowly returning, hopefully, to the guy the Nationals paid him to be. 
right? And then Patrick Corbin has had his struggle this, struggles this year, uh, but luckily they don't have him, and they'll have to deal with you know having him and Lester, uh, you know, the next go around in the rotation. But for right now, Strasburg, you know, I, I think he his eyes our eyes are obviously on him. Five and a third innings, one hit ball, four walks, four Ks, last time out in seventy two pitches. So looking at Steven Strasburg, seeing where the velocity is, seeing how the movement is, what's the control looking like? Clearly, we discussed, you know, a little bit of control issues, right, with the four walks and the five innings. And so we'll see how that changes uh, moving forward. We'll see, see if, you know, that kind of stays the same, where he's able to improve. And I, I expect it to improve his second time back out since coming back from the injury. All right, let's take a break. And we come back, we'll discuss the kind of road trip up ahead, touch on the, the Reds a little bit, the opponent. I would mention some of the pitching, but the lineups as well, and kind of where uh, they rank in the league in certain factors. But first, another word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. You guys know the deal. BetOnline.ag is the best place for all your sports action, whether it be horse racing, UFC, NBA, NHL, uh, Major League Baseball, clearly. You know, once again, the horse racing is obviously going on right now. Boxing. Celebrity TV. Just trying to think about all the uh, all the odds they have at BetOnline.ag. Go there today, though. Check it out for yourself. Use that promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N Locked On, and you'll get a fifty percent deposit bonus upon your first deposit. So if you deposit hundred bucks, they give you an extra fifty to play with there at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar's got nine delicious flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. 17 grams of protein, only 130 grams of, uh, only 130 calories, excuse me, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs when you guys pick up a Built Bar. That's what you're getting, and also they're delicious too. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off on your next order. Once again, that's LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so the opponent for the Nationals is the Cincinnati Reds. We discuss who they've got on the mound. Once again, they're 25 and 20, but what about the lineup? And they've got a pretty decent lineup, especially at the top there when you consider Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker. Those two guys have played, uh, have done great this year. I mean, both those guys are their top two in the league uh, when it comes to batting average. So both those dudes are doing a great job of getting on base. They really power this offense. Castellanos is hitting 356 with 12 homers and 30 runs driven in in his 163 at bat. So clearly he's been a great player this year, 417 on base. Uh, 669 slugging, and then 1.085 OPS, 2.7 war. Now, you can't read too much into war stats this early on in the season, but still, Castellanos has been tremendous. The next guy down the line, Jesse Winker, uh, and 155 ABs, he's hitting 355, so just a tick below Nick Castellanos. He's got 13 homers, 28 runs driven in this year, 412 on base, 684 slugging, 1.096 OPS and a 1.9 WAR. So uh, you know you're seeing right now that these you know these two guys really power the engine that is the Cincinnati Reds offense. And talking to Jeff Locked On 
uh, Red's host yesterday. He said, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's all about uh, those guys right now. Those are the guys who are getting the job done uh, across the board in the Reds offense right now in terms of average is sixth in the league. The Nationals are at, uh, they are at third. So obviously the Nationals, we, we know the story, but their offense, they get on base. They have not been great at driving and runs uh, thus far. In the season that the Reds are eighth in terms of runs driven in this year, they've done great with the long ball. They're fourth in the league in terms of homers. So it's a team that is able to really, uh, you know, they they're, they do a good job of driving in runs. And a team, too, gets a lot of guys on base. They're sixth in the league when it comes to uh, on-base percentage. And then OPS are top five. So it's one of the best offenses in the entire league. Uh, you know, it's there's no doubt about that. So the Reds coming in boasts one of the best offenses for them. The pitching has been the struggle. You know, in terms of Team ERA, they are 29th in the league uh, this year. They have not done well when it comes to uh, giving up the long ball, giving up a decent amount of those this year, giving up 60 of them. That's the bottom half of the league, too. And, you know, they're second in walks administered, so it's a team that can be had uh, in some capacities. And then, uh, you know, top 10 in strikeouts, but still it doesn't seem like they are doing a good job of kind of translating that in any meaningful way. Also, they're 26th in the league when it comes to whip. So uh, it's a team that has had some struggles this year, especially from the pitching perspective. And I think that lends itself to a potentially successful weekend for the Washington Nationals. I think it's, it's something that they can translate their offense moving forward today and take advantage of some of that pitching. They should be in a good spot. I really like the position the Nationals could be in uh, this weekend. I think there's a good chance uh, this week, rather, than that's could take two of three. And that, that's the goal, is, is to win every single series. Obviously, it's go 1-0 every day, but the Nationals are in a good spot. And this is a situation, we talked about it early on in the year, where the National League East was struggling, right? And you wish the Nats could have taken advantage back then. But that's in the past, and now they're only two games back. The Mets are just absolutely ravaged with injuries. The Marlins are playing well. Phillies are... are so bad away from home. The Braves haven't figured out all of their pitching yet. So there are opportunities to be had across the board. Clear weaknesses in all these National League East teams. I think a lot of them are exhibiting weaknesses in a way that we did not think they would. I think it's clear at this point that at full strength, the Mets are the best team thus far. But they are, I mean, they've got seven of their nine opening day guys on the I.L. Uh, and Jacob DeGrom is just coming back tonight. Two of their two of their guys you know, in the rotation uh, on the I.L. as well. Uh, you know, they've got... What was Jacob DeGrom, and then also Taiwan Walker went down in Carrasco and Syndergaard, two guys they expected to have there. Not going to be back for a while. McNeil, and uh, I know McNeil, and I think it was McNeil they're not expecting back for a while. Uh, hopefully they're trying to get Kevin Pillar back. That was a nasty pitch to the face he took. And even last night, Jonas Fargus, I'm not sure if you guys saw this, he hit the wall. So it's like every single game, man, I mean – Every single freaking game, like, they have somebody get injured. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. But that's, you know, I'm not saying the Nationals are rooting for that, but that's an opportunity that's been creative just because that's how sports work. And so they, they've got to take advantage of that opportunity right now. And kind of looking ahead, what they've got in these 13 games in 13 days, the Nationals will host six more at home. So they've got the three with the Reds. They've got three with the Brewers. And then you spin it forward. Uh, they'll go on the road. After that, and they'll play uh, the Braves for four in Atlanta. Atlanta's really owned them this year, so they can get a split there. They'll be really happy, and Milwaukee's a tough team as well, so obviously looking at that this weekend. But uh, they've got four with the Braves, 
three with Philly before they actually have a day off, and then they'll go play two in Tampa. So uh, challenging teams ahead, obviously, with the, with the seven division games, and then six teams, you know, six games uh, coming up here. It's not like the Reds are you know completely hopeless, right? Strong pitching, or excuse me, strong uh, strong lineups, strong players in the lineup, not great pitching, so they're they're vulnerable in that perspective. The Brewers have been a team that's been treading water so far this season. You know, 24 and 23, so they're just a tick above 500. So it's a team that can be had if the Nats could possibly go four and two here in these next six games. That's a it's a big win for the Nationals, but they've got to take you know you got to start thinking about uh, four of four of six in this stretch, right? Taking advantage of those big swaths of games that you have on your home field. That's bit it's really important in your own ballpark. It's really important because the the road a lot of teams on the road the Nationals are uh, they're no different. A lot of teams go on the road and they struggle. And I don't see the Nationals, you know, going in and winning three games in a place like Atlanta. I don't think they go win, th- uh, you know, two games in a place like Philadelphia. At this point, I don't think they've shown me anything sustained. I would put my money on, on a team like Philly, who's very good at home. But the Nationals are eight and thirteen on the road, so that kind of shows you if they can stay five hundred ish on the road, you know, start taking care of business at home, and I think good things will happen for the Nats. So. Great chance here. Six games at home. First starts off with three against the Reds. Starts tonight, 7.05 uh, at Nats Park on Mass, and you can watch it. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Until next time, my friends, as always, stay safe. <laughs>